Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's poppin' Rush Nation? Welcome to week 18, victory week if you manage to get yourselves a ship, we do hope your docks are nice and full. Big man, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm good, brother. I'm good. It's nearly, nearly the end of a fantasy season. I would say it's the end, but I, uh, we're going to see what happens this week. Uh, but yeah, no, unbelievably uh, proud. It's Happy New Year as well. It's 2024. Um, we're already in. Well into the swing of 2024. Yeah, I, I can't complain. Uh, the fantasy gods were mostly kind. Uh, did give me a little kicking at the back end of Sunday night football. But, you know, I can't really moan too much. <laughs> yeah. And you? It would, uh, yeah, I, I, I took two of my three, uh, which was always nice. One of which was the Neil Elliott relegation promotion monster league so I, I that was easy i won that by 40 points at the end i had a massive week 17 i think it's a standard ppr 2-2-1 flex tight end and i scored 162 points i think which is fairly big for a decent for a for a final week anyway so and then the one i lost i started the i picked saturday night i picked the defense up forgot to put them in sunday it wouldn't have mattered anyway but it was just wasn't my week in that league so yeah two of the three and then I was involved in one of my home leagues uh the two teams the one second seed I was I wasn't one of them they made it to the playoffs played for the championship game uh both scored around the highest scores of the season in the same week and it was decided by 0.43 of a point so um and get this right we did a bit of math um in the league chat 
And throughout the season, if you did the points for and the points against, both teams came out within a point of each other. And the team that had one point more than the other won by point four of a point on the championship game. It was like they were completely parallel for the whole season. That's and then, wild. yeah, to be separated by that tiny amount on the final game of the season when they scored so high during that game as well is just is poetic, really. But Yeah, absolutely is. I, I lost two games this week. Jordan Love was on a shadow ban in my house until literally the show started. So I lost three, <laughs> I lost three leagues because of Jordan love two where he scored a ridiculous amount of points um, to throw me out of a dominant position. And then one where he didn't score me enough points for me to claw back a dynasty title. So there was one league that, he, you know, it, I lost by about four points by his performance. There was one league I lost because he threw for, uh, five yards too many. And he's thrown for five perfect yards number, less. really. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'd have I'd have <laughs> won a title, which was the um, NMD Bowl, which is run by Stephen Campbell. I had a sixty-point lead in that going into the final week, and my team started, took a dive. And I said, if I score one fifty, I'll probably win. And I scored one four point one four eight point six, and I lost by point two four something like that. Um, oh. Oh, not even that. Like, and then the other league, I what I basically, if if Jordan Love threw for three more yards, uh, I'd have won that league. So he literally screwed me the perfect amount by either throwing five yards too many or three yards too short. Like one or the other, I at least win a title. I get out of those. I I can't complain. I took down ten titles. I'm going for one this week, um, and then I took down all three of the FCE eliminator finals that I was in, including the one that I hosted. Um, it's something special oh. about winning a, winning a title that you're, that you hosted. It <laughs> uh, should be, that should have some sort of name now for ever that you managed to win one that you hosted. You should get an asterisk by anything that happens going well, forward. So I feel bad because I donated a prize. I said, right, whoever wins, um, I will get a custom t-shirt made, like a custom, but like a football shirt made with the FCE logo and like 2023 champion of this eliminator. <laughs> There's not even a prize I can pass on to like second place. <laughs> it's like I even don't bother with the prize because do I really want wearing a winner's eliminator of my own name on it would be kind of weird uh, or just not bothering to take the cash. <laughs> I might just, I might not bother. I don't know. I might put that out as a poll on Twitter and, and see what the, um, and see what I said. Because, like, I would have bought it. Like, I would have been quite happy to pay for it and ship it to... It yeah, yeah. Quality, but I kind of feel like, do I need to do it if it's for myself? It's a bit weird. But we'll see. Um, but, yeah, lots did of... You, did you manage to hoist... Have you got... Did you win the belt league? Yes. Yes, yes. I did. I won. So, uh Yeah. So I I did win the uh, the belt league. I did so the uh, ultimate fantasy champion league. Um, so I was the plate winner in the, its inception year. Um, so we, as a consolation, we run a plate. Um, so like six teams make the playoffs and eight teams play out for the plate, and then it all determines like the draft positions for the following year. Yeah. Um, 
so it's, there's something to play for. It's not like a toilet bowl. It's definitely you want to win the plate. So I won the plate in the first year, did nothing in the second year. I think I made the playoffs and didn't get very far. And then, yeah, hoisted it this year. Um, luckily, it was over before midnight. That Well, it was just around midnight that it was just about wrapping up that one. So, uh... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um, nice. That was that was nice to to win that. So New Year was coming in. It was looking like that was going to happen, and then and then the champion of champions came in. So um, that one, I kind of had a handle on it almost all the way through the final. Like it was pretty over by. I, I think James, who is our FSCC champion for twenty twenty two, conceded. He messaged me saying it wasn't looking good around nine o'clock. And I was like, well, you just never know. But it was, I mean, it wasn't the earliest concession I got. The earliest concession I got was in your home league. <laughs> Poor Max. I feel for him. Uh, it was a uh, domination of the final week, really. I think it was about 90 points. Yeah. I mean, Lamar just went, Lamar went to town, right? So in that league, he he did hoist me. So yeah, uh, I had a very, very fruitful um I also, surprisingly, I was going into the five-yard rush mid-season elimination contest in second place, and Kyron Williams doinked me a TD to take me into first place in the early window, and the guy in the late window had Mahomes and Kelsey. So he was projected to win, and then Mahomes and Kelsey stunk the place up, and uh, he finished <laughs> third. So it meant I took that one as well. So again... Uh, can't be too unhappy with with the mm-hmm. fact um this year the eliminators was cool to win to win over like to win half of the eliminators that entered was pretty good they did um a leaderboard so the one i had with in sigmund bloom's league was 15th overall so of all the fantasy eliminators of all the teams in all the fantasy eliminators which is thousands uh that one came 15th overall it's pretty good so yeah, it was a, it was a nice one, uh, and then I get to play for a ship this week. No, hey. <laughs> no. Uh, is it a dynasty league or is it a redraft? No, league? it's a redraft league. The 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 um, commish messed up the settings. He openly like he went, ah, oh, sorry, boys, I messed up. So we we've always preached for finishing a week early of whenever the last game of the season was because of team Mm -hmm. sitting players and so forth and then they added a game so it was controversial as to when we should 
not controversial, but it was there was that one year where the fantasy community wasn't quite sure when their season should finish, and there was yeah. half doing this, half doing that, half bailed even harder and went a week earlier than normal because they weren't totally sure and didn't want to get embroiled. And then today I was sat there and I saw a post, and this guy was saying, we spend all year prepping for the fantasy leagues we're in, we go through 17 weeks and then week 18 is still the NFL regular season and we just give up as if our knowledge stops at week 17 because people are sitting. And why is it any different to we, we, our preparation should prove that we're good at this enough to play players who are not playing normally, but would be playing week 18 and so forth. And, and he said, even in redraft and stuff, because it's redraft, you can just, for instance, Lamar Jackson this week might not be playing. So you can just drop him and then start whoever might well be the, the Raven starter. And every single comment was, that's not how it happens. That's like not how it works. But fair play to this guy. I think there was 400 and something comments on this post. And he had individually replied to every comment. Oh, <laughs> I was like, you are not going to win this, but no. fair play. I uh, So it was weird, right? In the old days when it was 16, it was a 17-week season, 16, you had to leagues that played in week 17 you had a lot more um and then i feel like when it moved people just ended their season in week 17 i don't know of many leagues i put a poll out there it was like nine percent of people are playing this week and i think some of those answered it thinking it was dfs um i disagree with that guy's take and it's it's purely on the the case of (laughs) Here's why, right? I understand, like, the logic of all of that is absolutely sound. But what you do is you turn Week 18 into a luck league. It becomes complete part. I'll give you an example. The league I am in in Week 18, right, I'm going to win this title, and it's going to be purely on luck. Uh, well, it's not. I had the best team. I can't really sit. But to in the final, I am very lucky in the sense that all of my players pretty much with the exception of Kyron Williams, are playing. So, you know, I have, you know, Rashad White, Travis Etienne are playing for, divi- playing for division titles. Uh, Jalen Hurts playing for division title. Justin Jefferson trying to play in the playoffs. Tyreek Hill playing for division title. Trevor Bright's not really playing for anything, but he's not going to not play. Um, Mike Evans playing for division title. Uh, Cowboys playing for division title. Like the guy I'm playing has McCaffrey, who's not going to play. He has Lamar Jackson, who's not going to play. Like it's that's pure luck. Like I might have won anyway. I don't like winning like that because effectively I can set, with the exception of Kyron Williams, my best lineup. This guy's got four players out, and it's not really through injury or it's just the scenario of the way that the season is broken yeah and i don't like that like i just don't think it stands in good stead for a final like i think you want a final injuries is one thing right you can't control injuries you can control when you finish your fantasy season we know this scenario happens i mean we're, we're going to talk about this in a minute with with playoff teams both one seeds are locked and there's only three division titles in play out of eight this week. Which is the NFC East. The a- oh, sorry, the AFC East. Oh, sorry, there's four. The NFC East, the AFC East, the NFC South, and the AFC South. 
four division titles in play out of eight. Of the NFC of the NFC East, both those teams are in the playoffs. So it's not got the same spice to it yeah. in the sense of both teams will potentially play it with some caution, knowing they're playing next next week in the playoffs. But obviously there is an incentive. There's a home game. There's well, there's potentially two home games. If you win next week, you win the you get the next home game before you might go on the road. So there is a big prize, but it's not like winner goes home or loser goes home. It's not like, oh, well, if the loser of that game is not making the playoffs, the loser of that game is going to go to Tampa Bay and be favorite on the road. <laughs> or if it's not Tampa Bay, I'm assuming it's going to be Tampa Bay because they're playing Carolina, but you know, it could be Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so look, it, it's one of those things, right? That, I just think it's bad enough when a big injury costs you a title, when a schedule costs you a title. I just can't, I can't get down with it. I can't sit there and say, and especially as you know, that's going to happen. We kind of know coming into week 18, that player is going to get benched. We kind of know that. So yeah, there will, there will be a number of players who get benched. Exactly that. And it's just, you know, that's going to happen. So just take that out of the equation. Yeah. And if, if you win it because of someone gets injured, that's that is injuries. Like that happens through the season. That cannot be controlled when the season ends in your league. That can be my commission that league has owned up and said, It's on me, I messed up. I hit the wrong settings. None of us really picked up on it until <clears throat> uh week 14 or week 15. <laughs> and it was like it's kind of too late now to change it. Yeah. Because you've you've yeah. kind of got that setting set up. It's kind of too late. So we've agreed to play on and it might lead to one more ship. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it's is it, a tricky one. Is it a two week? Is it a two week final? No, it's a one week final. It just literally everything got pushed back a week. Fair, because I saw something ridiculous about Christian McCaffrey being in like sixty five percent of teams in the finals, championship finals had Christian McCaffrey or something stupid like that, and um, this guy's making it to a final and doesn't have Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I is, mean it's. It's harsh, right? And the guy I'm playing is has got Christian McCaffrey. It, yeah, that's what I'm not, saying. It's not how you want to win. It's not how you want to win. It's like I've got the best team. I rank for him. I've got the best record. I rank on first in points scored by a fair bit. It's not. It's. I'm not going to dismiss the title if I win it and go, well, that was just lucky because, uh, you yeah. know, you've got to be in that position. But at the same token, it doesn't sit fully right. I won't celebrate it in the same way I celebrate other victories because it feels slightly tainted because yeah. this guy's not going to be able to put his best lineup out. And I pretty much, with the exception of Kyron Williams, can. So it's like he's got four players out, I've got one. And it's not his fault. So... Um. Yeah, it's what no, it is. What it is, but yeah, it, yeah. I, I, I think all leagues should end on week seventeen. The dynasty argument, I kind of get a little bit more, especially in the deep league. If you're in a super deep league, I kind of understand that a little bit more when there's like very little on the waiver wire anyway, and then it's just picking quarterbacks, and it's like maybe one position might be skewed, but it's not too bad. Yeah, I, I would choose not to do it, but fine. But then I also don't tell people how to play fantasy football. So it's, <laughs> fine. 
it's kind of like up to, up to you how you want to do it, but just let's try and not do it again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We've got some housekeeping to do, Murph, consider, uh, concerning the FFCC and charity of the year. Uh, yeah, so going to open up FFCC uh, 2024 year six uh, registrations, maybe tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow, if not, it'll be early next week. Um, congratulations to our winner, Earl English, who lives in just outside Orlando, Florida. He knocked me out in round one. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. So at least in my division, um, we crowned the winner and he knocked me out. So I feel like eh, I had the second best team. <laughs> That's my logic. <laughs> Absolutely it's not true. Uh, but yeah, he knocked me out round one. Fair play to him. Fair play to Brian Drake, friend of the show, Brian Drake, who took home the in, the first ever Intercontinental Plate Championship. So what was different this year, um, took on board some feedback of people going, well, we draft and I know it's best ball, but it kind of feels bad that we play two weeks and we're out. And I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. So I created effectively a plate, which is similar format to what you get in the Rugby Sevens where you have like two tournaments. So those that get knocked out play in a separate tournament. Um, <clears throat> so anyone that lost in round one went down into the plate and it meant everyone played a minimum of four weeks. Um, so that was quite cool. I think it was pretty much received with welcome. And I think people really enjoyed that format. And I think it just added a new dimension to it. So I'm glad we did it. We're going to do it again next year. Um, so Brian Drake won the plate. So those guys did really well. So this year, um, we're going to be raising money for Crohn's and Colitis UK. Um, I've been really open about my struggles with ulcerative colitis. There's a few in the group. Um, I'm not going to name people who have loved ones who are affected by this condition as well. Um, there's people I've reached out to in Twitter in the last year, since I've been quite open about my diagnosis, who have reached out, but they're an incredible organization, probably slightly bigger than any charity we've run, but they've been an incredible help in supporting me and introducing me into groups of people that have become a support network. So they sponsor like meetups and stuff. Um, so you can go and meet other people. And at some point I'm probably going to have to have bowel surgery and have a colostomy bag, whether temporary or for the rest of my life remains to be seen. And to meet people that have gone through that procedure kind of just put me a bit more at ease. Um, and like meeting people that have gone through it and said, actually, it's life-changing, but for the better, yes, it's a it's a bit of a faff to get used to, but you get your life back. You're not on a restrictive diet. You can kind of go back to drinking. Um, you can actually lead a very, very normal life with a colostomy bag. And when you meet people who go through that, you think, okay, that's after the recovery and the surgery, which is pretty graphic, but. Uh, you can get on the right track. So, um, so we're gonna we're gonna sponsor for them, which is which is great. It means a lot to me. Um, I'm touched that our group voted for it. Um, yep. I didn't want to make that unified decision myself. That would be a bit disingenuous. So I was glad that we voted for it. Um, so we're gonna raise money for them. It will open hopefully tomorrow. And in line with that, I will also kick off, as usual, our um, playoff leagues. So I'll run some playoff leagues on my fantasy league. I know it's a dirty word in, for some in the UK community, <laughs> uh, but they're the only ones that do playoff leagues. 
no one else does. So don't don't at me. It is what it is. Um, so we'll do some playoff leagues, um, which will be cool, and we'll we'll run different formats for for that. So yeah, uh, we'll do playoffs. We'll kick that off next week. So just keep an eye on the Twitter at Murph underscore NFL or at Elon of Elon Musk's fun ground. Um, <laughs> Elon Musk, get him involved. Yeah, just that, yeah, just get Elon involved, right? Tell us for a good cause. Hey, he can match whatever we raise, right? He's got the money lying around. Um, so yeah, so I think he sneezes you... that amount. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I, 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 it brings me on to a good point, which I'll remember in just a second. So, um, yeah, just follow everything I do on the X machine and yeah, all those details will hopefully come out tomorrow. I just got to set up the pages, etc., and, and start getting that ball rolling. So, um, but that does remind me of the incredible David Tepper, who did you read about this this week, who uh, threw a drink over a Panthers fan? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So he was fined. I believe it was $200,000. So that's one heck of an expensive drink, um, which Someone worked out, I think it was NFL memes, uh, it might be somewhere else, so apologies if I got the accreditation wrong, that by working that out on a net worth that he's got of $20 billion, um, they worked it out to the average, what the average American earns, and effectively that's the equivalent of finding the average American $1.77. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> there you go. So you think, oh, it's quite an enormous fine, but at the same token, it's also, uh, yeah, not that much um, <laughs> in the comparison of it. So, yeah. That's crazy to think that that amount of money can equate to, it's the same sort of thing when you see um, Elon Musk's or who's the um, Amazon guy, Jeff Bezos's wealth in rice grains, and you see what one rice grain is worth compared to, you know, you might have five rice grains as your overall lifetime's worth and then jeff bezos comes along with like an arctic lorry tipped out and you think well <laughs> this is an incredible difference <laughs> and uh, it really is man it's it's dark in it but it, <laughs> it's at the same point it's all fun um, it is fun how um why did he pour it over them i guess they were giving him some stick right yeah i i think so he's just it's not the first time he's done something like this he's just i think he's got a very short fuse and well, I mean, to be fair, at one pound seventy a sling, you just do whatever you want, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think if he had his time again, I don't think he's chucking it for two hundred grand. So that's an expensive drink. Yes, fifty grand. He might have done it. Two hundred grand, probably. Even for a rich man, two hundred grand's a lot of money. Yeah, fair. It's fair. <laughs> what? Um, anything? Anything else in this housekeeping section, Murph? You want to? crack into I, before we get to this week 18 news which is devastating for anybody playing fantasy yeah i thought i'd just take the time to congratulate all the winners of all of our leagues uh this year so um <clears throat> already congratulated earl and brian who won the ffcc and the ffcc plate um so I'll run, I'll run through all the tournaments we did and all the champions. I promise I won't take too long. I obviously, as I mentioned, took home the champion of champions. Um, I also took down the PPR listener league, beating my good buddy Chris Budge by a bit. Um, <laughs> I also took home the Superflex standard league as well uh, by a, a bit. 
I, it seemed to me if I won, I won big. If I lost, I lost close for the most part. Um, the guillotine and the newer five yard dynasty league, which is run by the actual five yard dynasty team, um, were won by James Collier. That's at JLez on Twitter. I'm not gonna do all the Twitters actually, uh, but James Collier won both of those. Uh, our auction was won by Will Day, our IDP Plus League. Uh, was won by uh, James Spavin. Our Rules Mania League was run by Mickey uh, O'Connell. Mickey also took home the Eliminator I ran for, wasn't a five-yard thing, for Matt uh, Cullen, whose dad we raised money for to get repatriated. So he took down that league as well. Um, the Franchise Flex Frenzy League was taken down by Sean McCormick. The Standard League was taken down by our good own uh, Stacy uh, Cochran, who writes our waiver wire column every week, um, Superflex PPR League by Robbie Smith, our tier PPR by Peter Gunn, our Superflex Tight End Premier League by Bill Sherler, who also took down our Patreon League uh, as well, and then our Dynasty League OG, which was the original Dynasty League, I think it's in year five now, uh, was won by good old lucky fantasy guy Martin Weeks, former champion of champions. He's taken down quite a few of our leagues. Um, so shout out to all of those. And then, yeah, the Fiverr Rush Elimination League was also won by myself. Um, so uh, shout out to Jay Goody, who I beat by just a couple of points on that. I dunked it with a Kyron Williams touchdown in the early window. Both our teams were set in the early window. Nice. So congratulations to all of those. Um, Champion of Champions 2024. Uh, most of those will receive an invite to the Champions of Champions 2024. The format this year was, I've got to say it's fire. I think it was probably the best format we've done for it. Um, it was basically a league where the waivers were closed. So every two weeks, there was a, a draft that was held that was effectively a supplemental draft and every so every week you had to drop a player from your lineup to fill up the supplemental draft uh, except kickers or or um uh defenses so that didn't count so you had to anyone that was in your lineup you had to like you had to drop someone so obviously if someone got a season ending injury you drop them right and it was almost like a free hit but you had to, or you had to drop a contributor um, so then every two weeks you would have to basically replenish those from what you get in the supplemental draft, which the first week was random. And then every other week, every two weeks after that was done on reverse order standings. So I ended up, I was around about the middle for most of the way, got into the playoffs with a 500 record. Nice. Um, but I stashed, say someone just, someone dropped Justin Jefferson when he got injured and I picked him up in the supplemental and stashed him. And then he won me week 15. Or week sixteen, he won one of those weeks. He was he went off, uh, doing to me a win, and then yeah, week seventeen he didn't do much, but didn't need him to. Um, I had Kyler Murray who I stashed for how however long at the start, um, and he gave goodness when all the quarterbacks went down. Obviously, then I had jo I had Josh Allen and Kyler Murray, so I was kind of set at QB. Whereas others were having to start a O'Connell or Nick Mullins or whoever <laughs> they had to do. So yeah, it was rough. Um, so a lot of things are to go your way. The other element that's really cool is every every owner had three what we call time machine tokens. 
So <laughs> this it, is wild. Yeah, it's so wild. So basically, you play two games every week. You played against your opponent, and you played against the league median um, yep. for an extra for an extra win. And then uh, you had these three time machine tokens you could use in the regular season only, and effectively that allowed you to swap out a player from your starting lineup onto your bench in the same position. So obviously, if it was a flex player, you could put anyone in, but if it was a wide receiver, you had to put the wide receiver in. So it meant that you didn't have that miss out of, oh my God, I should have started this player who scored 40 points on my bench. But yeah. then you had to calculate. It was basically like blind. Um, you didn't know when anyone else played them. So like uh, in my case, I had like, we had a deputy commissioner who was Lee, who um, I would, myself and my opponent would submit to. So I didn't know they played one. Right. Um but for everyone else, obviously, I knew who was playing them and who wasn't, but wouldn't ship that information. And then when 8 o'clock came on Tuesday, that's when I'd update all the scores and anyone that used the token. So you could have thought you'd won a week, and then you actually might wake up and find out that you lost a week because someone used the token. Or you can have the scenario where actually, um, uh, I think it happened to Rob and Pitsy, and Pitsy's just joined in. It's almost like perfect timing. Um where they used a token and their opponent used a token. So they used a token thinking they were going to turn a loss into a win, and then their opponent also used a token in the same week to cover the token usage. <laughs> I never I never want any part of that ever. Ah, uh, it's so good. I think it was really well received. Uh, it is mental, but it is uh, I think it, it just adds different layers of strategy. You only get three. Yeah, Pitsy said that one. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a bit, it is a bit wild, but it's fun. Like I think it adds a new layer of strategy to it, and it also means that it, it's going to weed out those that aren't active. Yeah, because um, if you're not active, you're not going to use the tokens, and you're not going to be great in or sharp on the supplemental draft. So, yeah. and that's where the leagues were won. Like those who did well in the supplemental drafts, you know, got there. Um, so yeah, um, absolute wild format. Loved it. We're going to keep it next year because I just think it adds a whole new layer of strategy. So um, we've done some wild formats in the past in that one, but yeah, I think that one we might keep for next year. That's way too much for me. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> I, I, just... I, I want the champion of champions to be the ultimate test. Like I want the winner to feel like that because it's a two-year competition, effectively, the champion of champions. Because you have to win a listener league to get in. And then you've got to win the champions of champions. So if, I want it to be the ultimate test in fantasy football. I don't I, I don't disagree with your motives and allocation of skill and requirements. I just <laughs> I just I just couldn't do it. I don't think I I don't I think I've got the now to be able to contribute for the whole year in a successful manner. It's a bit of everything, but I think um... it sounds fantastic. I think it just would hurt me. Like my brain <laughs> would actually internally bleed trying to work it out. It's actually easier on the. It's easier on the on the platform um, than it. I've uh, probably made it sound, but it is. It is good fun. No, no, I, I. Yeah, it sounds good. It's just a lot. <laughs> It's a lot. Should we talk some week 18? Uh, yes, sir. Let's talk week 18. Um, don't play in week 18. There you go. Don't play in week 18. <laughs> Do you know what? I very, very, very um, 
Yeah, Pitsy said Rob was the hero. He was on top of it for our team. He was much better than me. Um, I think that's selling yourself a bit short, Pitsy, to be honest. But there you go. Um, yeah, week 18. Yeah, don't play in week 18, as we've kind of already discussed. There's lots of players yeah. and teams out. Uh, there's no, you know, the Rams are going to play Puka Nakua because he's very close to the rookie season record. So he will play, but there's, they, I don't think you're going to see much of Stafford Cup, Kyron Williams. I think you're going to see a haven't lot they, of Haven't they already said Carson Wentz is going to start? Yeah. So fire up Carson Wentz. Really is 2023, <laughs> oh, isn't it? Uh, no, it's 24, Carson, bro. <laughs> oh, well, that's it. Well, it's still the 23 season. That's my logic on it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey are hitting the bench uh, this week. Um, we've already talked about she- Lamar Jackson. Yep. You see, Travis Kelsey only needs 16 yards to get to his, whatever it is, eighth 1,000-yard season or something. Oh, well, then he might yeah. play then. So then maybe he does come out and, and do that. Uh, I didn't think he was, but maybe maybe he is. So, okay. So uh, I know Mahomes is definitely not playing. Um, they've already uh, called Blaine Gabbert up. Former first-round pick, Blaine Gabbert, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be playing. Um, yeah, no Lamar. Um, don't think you'll see many of theirs. Uh, no 49ers, no Christian McCaffrey. We've talked about no Brock Purdy either. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be rough. Um, I would say really, I put in here, it's going to be a bloodbath. I think it really is. I think you're going to have to watch, if you're playing, you're going to have to watch those lineups. I think DFS, I'm not a DFS guy. I imagine it's gonna, you're going to have to play more chalk than you would normally because I think it's going to be very hard to pick a contrarian lineup unless you're really banking on some like one of these backup QBs to just go proper YOLO. Um, I just, I just think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough, tough week to call. I'm not looking for, I've started trying to do my rankings and be honest, I've shut the laptop and put it down because it's just like, I I can't believe I'm in a position where I'm having to rank some of these players. And I was like, no, this is no fun. Uh, <laughs> it is quite silly. So, speaking of silly, let's talk about the Pro Bowl. Um, what an absolute disgrace the Pro Bowl is, by the way. And, and then we talk about every single year. How did Buda Baker make the Pro Bowl? Like, this, someone has to explain this to me that Buda Baker of Arizona makes the Pro Bowl over Anton Winfield Jr., who's one of the candidates for, he's not going to win it, but he's one of the candidates for Defensive Player of the Year, not going to the Pro Bowl. Don't understand it. I I don't understand it at all. There's there's a Colts player, a lineman for the Colts, who is fourth overall in the league and second in his division, and he didn't get a single vote. Yeah. Um, it's, it's madness. It's just it's just stupid. Um, I just it, it's all down to it's all down to like TV markets, right? And what what gets on there. So let's pull up the AFC Pro Bowl roster. It's literally loading on my phone. So the AFC Pro Bowl roster, right? There's some people here I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to quibble, right? I'm not going to quibble Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes or Tua. Although Tua was the leading vote taker over Jackson over Lamar Jackson, which is clearly just a popular vote, right? Of Miami being bigger than Baltimore. Running backs with Mahim Mostert, got no complaint on that. James Cook, yeah. Derek Henry, I'm a bit surprised he got in. Fullback, Alex Ingold, whatever. Fullback, without being horrible, doesn't matter. Um, 
I, it's harsh, but it doesn't. Let's be let's let's just keep it real. Uh, Travis Kelsey gets into the Pro Bowl. Okay, fine. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Mari Cooper, Keenan Allen, Jamal Chase, actually, I can't read David Juku got there, which fine. Tackles, uh, Laramie Tunsil, Dion Dawkins, and Teron Amstead. Don't mind that. Quentin Nelson at guard, Bettino and uh, Joe Tooney, which again, I don't really mind. Creed Humphrey, I think he deserves to get there. Defense, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Trent, uh, Trey Hemrickson, Chris Jones, Quinn and Williams, Justin Mudabuike, uh, TJ Watt. I don't think TJ Watt's had a great year, but name recognition, right? Uh, Khalil mm-hmm. Mack and Josh Allen. Rokon Swift, Patrick Queen, Patrick Satan, Sauce Gardner. Again, don't think Sauce Gardner's had a great year. He's certainly not as good as last year. Jalen Ramsey's missed over half a season with his injury and yet makes the Pro Bowl. Name recognition, right? Denzel Ward, fine. Justin Simmons, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, Justin Tucker is the kicker in the AFC. I'm not sure I'm having that this year. Um, although Marvin Mims, you'd be mad. Your, your boy Marvin Mims is in there. So, you know. Yeah, no, that's fine. How scale, how scary is uh, that Ravens defense that they managed to get the strong safety and in both inside middle linebackers? <laughs> oh, right. Ridiculous. That D is so good. It's so, so good. Yeah. Um, NFT, right, I've got some issues here. Matt Stafford to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm having that because he's turned up for the second half of the season. I'm not sure I'm having Matt Stafford. Mind you, have you seen who the alternate is? is... <laughs> the alternate is Baker Mayfield. Which kind of tells you everything you need to know about the AFC, that two of the four best quarterbacks, according to the Pro Bowl, are Matt Stafford and Baker Mayfield. Okay. Running back, Chris McCaffrey. DeAndre Swift, don't agree with at all. Don't think he's been that good this season. How nope. How is Jamal Gibbs not in there? Uh, <laughs> don't or know. Especially... Or one of them? Like, how is one of them not in there? Like, you can make a case for one over the other. I'm, I'm all on board with Karen Williams being in there. How And also, how is um, Rashad White not in there? Like, there's just over DeAndre Swift. I'm not having DeAndre Swift in there. I'm sorry. Sorry, Eagles fans. I don't think he's been that good. He's been fine. But he's pretty much run off. Uh, he's run off a cliff. Um, Carl Juszczyk. Yeah, whatever. Fullback. Uh, wide receivers, <laughs> CD Lamb, AJ Brown, Mike Evans, Puka Nakua. I, that's hard to argue against, really, to be honest. I, AJ Brown is probably the only one there. I go, uh, great first half of the season. Wouldn't say he's been so good back half of the season, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not totally against that. Like, I think that's fine. Tight end, George Kittle. I'm not having George Kittle. I'm not. I'm. I'm not having George Kittle win the Pro Bowl. I'm not. Uh, good, good tight end. Sam Laporter all day long. But how's Trey McBride not there? Because George Kittle's got over a thousand yards. Uh, he's had a sneaky good year on thirty less receptions than Travis Kelsey. Yeah, but no. How many touchdowns has he got? Mm, don't know that off the top of my head. Not many. I. I don't know. I. Uh, yeah, fine. I don't hate that. I I don't hate it. Okay, I I'm not there. I'm I'm more Trey McBride, but whatever, fine. Um, tackle Trent Williams, fine. Lane Johnson, Penisil, fine. Guard Zach Martin, ugh, kind of a token vote, really. I'm fine. I, I'm against it, but <laughs> Chris Lindstrom, <laughs> center Jason Kelsey. 
I'm not having Jason Kelsey over Frank Ragnow. Right, Frank Ragnow's in there, but Jason Kelsey is the starter. That is clearly a popularity vote. I'm sorry, Frank Ragnow has been head and shoulders better. Uh, Nick Bosa, Montesquieu, Aiden Hutchinson, Aaron Donald, Dexter Lawrence, uh, Javon Hargrave, Micah Parsons, Dan, uh, Daniel Hunter, Hassan Reddick, Fred Warner, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, I, I guess Wagner. My issue Wagner is, is health, but okay. Uh, Deron Bland, Shashavius Ward, uh, Jalen Johnson, Devin Witherspoon. Witherspoon's a great pick, by the way. Like, kudos. I'm glad he got in. Jesse Bates at free safety. Yeah. He's had a good not, year. Yeah, he's been. Look, I'm not, I don't hate it, but yeah. Uh, I disagree with Buda Baker. Buda Baker, I, the geezer's got no forced fumbles, no interceptions, no sacks. Has he made that many game-changing plays? I'm not having it. I'm just, I'm just like that. I'm just not having it. I'm not having Buda Baker in the profile. Like, no. Junior loves being fine. Again, how is Anton Winfield Jr. not in here? It's, <laughs> like, it's actually bonkers. And like, that's not even me being a homer. That's just stupid. It is yeah. like Anton Winfield Jr. for me is one of the two best strong safeties in the game. Right now, on form and this season. So the fact he's not even in, it's wild. Um, Brian Anger in as the punter. Brandon Aubrey is the kicker. I'm well on board. Brandon Aubrey, by the way, has not missed a kick in the NFL. Yeah, I wish people had stopped saying this until after the week is done because we've basically cursed the fella for his last week. No, he's fine. Um, He's going to be fine. So, yeah. Anyway, Pro Bowl. Crocker crap. Not happy with it. And then we got the playoff picture. So we've already talked about the um, the teams that uh, are basically the games that are pretty much determined or the places. So we know the one seeds. Um, it's a bit of a complicated picture uh, in the NFC. So 49ers are, are in the one seed. The Cowboys and the Eagles are going to play for the two and the five seed. Uh, if the Cowboys win, they lock up the two seed. If they lose, they can hand the advantage to the Eagles. Um, so one of those teams will be the two seed. One of those will be the five seed. That's locked, whatever happens. It's just it's a matter who. Uh, the Lions are going to be, well, yeah. The Lions are going to be the three seed. Um, the winner of the a- the NFC South is going to be the four seed. The Buccaneers play Carolina. You'd like to think that the Bucks will get that done. Um, I think this is how I know that the NFL does not value the NFC. You have the Vikings and the Saints playing each other, where both of them are in playoff contention. The loser is out and pretty much eliminated, or is eliminated 100%. The winner has to wait on the result for the Buccaneers and the Panthers game. Now, they should have put that game on Saturday night. Because I think that's two meaningful teams playing for a meaningful game. And instead, they put the Ravens, who have got absolutely nothing to play for. (laughs) (laughs) So, well done. Well done, NFL. We're going to watch backups of the Ravens. Listen, I love the Ravens. I've got nothing against the Ravens. I just, why we're going to have to watch the Ravens backups on, on, on national television is just, whatever. Fine. And then you've got uh, the Rams are in. 
They're likely to have locked the sixth seed. I think there's a chance they could go to the seventh seed, but I think it needs a wacky amount of permutations. And then you have the seventh seed is currently the Packers, but the Seahawks, the Saints, the Vikings, and the Falcons are all still alive. So you've got 12 of the 16 teams in the NFC uh, still alive. So quite wild. There's a number of scenarios but uh, going around to determine what happens, but uh, the Cowboys do have Washington, who are on pace for the two seed, uh, for the, the second round, the second pick in the playoff, in the draft. And the Eagles have the Giants. I expect both those teams to win. Um, <laughs> the only the only way I can, the only thing I can, I can see happening is if, if the Cowboys are like en route to blow out the, 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 the commanders. I can see a scenario where, the Eagles look at it and like, oh, well, the Cowboys are up by like 30 or 25 or whatever it is. So we'll just start benching players and then the cow and then the, the Giants just pull a miraculous comeback off. Like, I can see that scenario happening, but uh, yeah. And then you've got in the AFC, uh, yeah, Ravens are not the one seed. The every the three seed is likely to be the Chiefs. Um, in fact, it will be the Chiefs no matter what. Sorry, um, because if the Bills beat the Dolphins, the Bills move to the sixth seed, um, and the Bills take the division, and they're playing head to head. Yeah, that's gonna be a great game. Um, and then you have a three way tie in the South. Between the Jags, the Colts, and the Texans. Who thought the AFC South would be that competitive this year? Three teams. <laughs> three teams going for the playoffs, all with winning records. The Colts have done it without Anthony Richardson, have done it with Gardner Minshew. The Texans have come from the, the worst record, basically, or the second worst record in back to back years. Um, I think they have five wins, six wins combined in the last two years, and they've pulled nine this year with rookies like CJ Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. Right, kudos to them. The Steelers are still alive. They're in the nine seed. Um, yeah, there's all sorts going on there. Um, but, I mean, fair play to Buffalo, right? So Buffalo have reeled off four straight. And if they win and beat the Dolphins, they would have rattled off five straight to win the division. It's pretty good. Well, there'd be a team that nobody wants to play. And yet, you know, we're talking about mid-season. The press was talking about McDermott might go, Allen's washed. You know, everyone was talking about this team and was down on them. And then look at them now. Yeah. And they face a Miami team who are pretty useless against teams with a record above 500. I mean, they did beat, they did beat Dallas. They did, but then they got shellacked by the Ravens. I mean, that was embarrassing. <laughs> but then the Ravens shellacked. San Francisco. But I mean 50 to drop 50 points, that's quite bad. <laughs> it's not quite 70 bad, but hey. Um <laughs> Yeah. So it's gonna be an interesting week. There's gonna be some good games on. I was looking at the schedule, um, and if I'm right in thinking that red zone second half of the evening. I don't think he's particularly strong. Um, the late window is you've got that Commanders, Cowboys, 
Eagles Giants, which okay, there's something on that. Raiders Broncos, which has got nothing riding on it. Seahawks and Cardinals, which the Seahawks are still alive, I guess. But yeah, Rams 49ers, which has nothing on it. <laughs> and Chargers Chiefs, which has nothing on it. And then they say the best of life. Dol- Dolphins Bills is Sunday Night Football. So it's like that's which is that... which is that's quite good because at that point they know what's needed, don't they? Yeah. So oh sorry, Miss Packers Bears. So you have got teams that are <laughs> playing for something, but you haven't got for me, there's just not those like I guess they're important because they all feature like some of those games feature a team that is playing for it, but like Commanders Cowboys is not going to be that close. I don't think. I don't think the Eagles Giants is going to be that close. Packers Bears is going to be a good game, I suppose. But I think that's probably the only game. Maybe Seahawks Cardinals could be quite good. I'm not. It's, it's not overly exciting, mind you. The early window is not much. Uh, not much better. With, uh, <laughs> I mean, the one thing is on Saturday Night Football they put the Colts and the Texans. Like that's a cracking game. I'm gutted that it's there, but is what it is. The early window is. Lions, Vikings, Vikings are playing to be alive. Titans, Jags. I mean, Jags are playing to be alive. Saints, Falcons is a great game. Jets, Patriots, no one cares. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Bengals, Browns, no one cares. Um, This is rough. Yeah, and then you've got Panthers and Buccaneers. So, really, you've got what you... The one thing you'll have in that window is the NFC South plays itself out in that window. So we should get to the late window. You should be able to know who the NFC South champion is. We'll know before then if the Steelers are going to get it, uh, have a shot to be alive. We'll have a good idea on who's going to compete with the with the Jaguars for the um, AFC South title. So by the early window, the AFC South title will be wrapped up. The NFC South title will be wrapped up. And then we'll go into that final slate and crown the AFC uh, NFC East champion and then we'll have the uh AFC East champion crowned on Sunday night football. It does stagger quite well knowing who's doing what. It's just not exciting all at once, is it? Yeah, it, I think it's a strange one, but it should be good fun regardless. I mean it is the um but yeah, we'll see what happens. Hundred percent. Right, Murph, let's do some victory parading. Victory parades. Yes, it's what we're here for. It's what everyone's tuned in for uh, and waited patiently for. I um, So I'm going to do some screen sharing as we go through, basically. Um, this will be good. Start, I'll start with mine, because why not? I'll start with my champion of champions. Roster, sorry, James. <laughs> uh, sorry, bud, but I'm, I'm going to share this one. Um, champion champions roster. Um, yeah, I mean this this one was done early thanks to Travis Etienne, uh, Devontae Adams, who who went ham after going missing uh, in, in week sixteen. Uh, they pretty much clinched it uh, for me and were pretty staples through this. Uh, Kyler Murray did a good job here as well. Um, I took the Jets D uh, at the start of the playoffs, so they did me a good a good solid. Cameron Dicker went massive in Week 16, um, so he was 
pretty low there, but I'm pretty happy with this. The you know, um, I was a bit worried about putting Demarcus Robinson in here, but he did uh produce 92 yards for me, so it was the right call. It was between him and the Gus Bus. Pretty much got my lineup set perfectly. Uh, Jake Ferguson instead of uh, Brian Robinson cost me like two points. I think that's probably the only mistake I made, but yeah, um, quite blessed to have got that lineup set and uh, sorted quite quickly. I knew Tua would be trouble as we talked about on the show, and then yeah, he got unfortunate with people like Osborne not showing up, Dubs not showing up, Judy didn't produce as much as he should have done, single tree was a bit low, um, didn't like Harris going off, but yeah, um, so I'm proud of that one. We got some other lineups we're going to do now. Um, Just as well, you didn't sit Devontae Adams being a stud, Murph. I know, right? <laughs> Imagine if I had done right, I'd have got in trouble. Um, some people must have done. Somebody must have sat Devontae Adams after yeah, I mean, his squalid weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there was a few. Um, all right, so here we go. This is from my guy Chris. Um, he joins an exclusive club of runners-up in the Warrior Bowl overall. He finished second overall, but he did win the uh, Sun Tzu uh, division title, and he was the UK's top finisher. So this wasn't quite a full ship, but I think when you come second in a tournament of nearly 600 players, I think you should celebrate it. Um, remarkable achievement, my guy. Uh, here, Fields, Williams, who obviously went ham, uh, James Cook, Josh Downs, Chris Godwin, uh, Calvin Ridley. Why is TJ Hawkinson here? <laughs> Did you lose because you didn't have a tight end? Oh, you must have started Tucker Craft because this looks like a week 18 roster. Okay. I'm hoping you put Tucker Craft in um, and an HM White McCaffrey. So, yeah. He's had to come some adversity. I hope he had Jaden Reed in there as well. I'm sure he did. That's why he probably finished second overall. Um, with very little at quarterback because he would have lost fields <laughs> for a while. He's got Browning. Bryce Young obviously flopped. Um, Trey Tucker, man. That's a bold pick. Um, but yeah, oh, it's, it's just, it's, in these charity tournaments, they're really deep. So you're not going to have a full stud lineup there. So uh, well played, man. That's a decent... Uh, showing to come second in a, in a large charity tournament. So, like, kudos to you, my friend. Um, next one is our... Oh, here we go. Watch me have a crash now. You have yeah. frozen on my good screen. Yeah, I've got the wheel of death. Definitely. Uh, here we go. Um, right, here we're going back. So... Am I back? Well, I'm, you are. I'm moving at least. No, <laughs> Classic. Wife's probably watching Instagram. Um, this is our boy Iggy uh, with a ship here, dominating seven about sixty-five point performance. Jordan Love, Christian McCaffrey, James Connor, Aaron Jones, KJ Osborne. This must be a week 16 ship. Um, Devonta Smith, Nico Collins, Devin Juku. Very nice, my man. That's a decent, decent squad out there. Lift that ship high and proud. Next one. 
this one is trolling me, so you're going to enjoy this, Stocks. Uh, this is a jersey league, right? So the winner of this got a jersey, NFL jersey. Um, <laughs> and Martin beat me in this, as you can see there. Um, yeah, Sunday Night Football, I was winning by about seven points, and he had uh, Jaden Reed. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's got a touchdown. I was like, oh, well, that's over. Cheers. <laughs> um yeah, unfortunately, my running backs killed me. Derek Henry and Rashad White absolutely killed me in this one. Neither uh, quarterback, yeah, neither quarterback yeah, did that well. Um, but my wide receivers did the job. Um, yeah, Cole Komet at tight end didn't do me any favors. I did pick up a tight end in K. Dotton, um, who was the best available out there. So, and I've, but then I saw Komet was playing, so I thought, ah, I'll roll the dice. It cost me three points. I was still lost by 20 so i can't really yep. 25 points so didn't cost me a ship that decision um but yeah i did have samir white who did put in a steady performance but not against brian Nuke. so you know well played martin <laughs> um he wants to hold on um for he doesn't want to claim the prize yet because he's hoping that the dolphins will win a super bowl i said that's fine i will collect the interest on um when the Dolphins, you know, for all the years until the Dolphins win the Super Bowl, which would be about 2059. So I'll earn the interest. That will definitely pay for a shirt in its own right. <laughs> yeah. I'll make profit on it. That's a cruel joke to Dolphins fans, but it felt one had to be done. Um, more for the victory parade. Uh, my guy, Matt Cullen, he won a salary dynasty league. So it's not just a dynasty league. It's one that has uh, salary in it. I didn't put his lineup in here. He's just showing a picture of him uh, beating uh, Alan Samson by 12 points. Um, yeah. So, and he had to overcome. Alan did have Jordan Love, as you can see here. So, um, yeah, one seed versus four seeds. So nice to see one seed bring home a ship. So kudos, uh, my man. Nice job there. Our guy Jack is next. Um, Jack, formerly of uh, Five Yard College, uh, has chipped up here with his home league. He put shout out to Mari Cooper, unable to attend the championship presentation, but did all the heavy lifting in the semi final. Uh, Jackson McCaffrey, Taylor, yeah, I mean, that pretty much does it in its own right. Uh, Higgins, Lamb, Lamb went ham, didn't he? 40 points. Um, and Duke, that is a filthy lineup. Yeah, yeah. Would have absolutely smashed that final. I don't think many teams would have beat that. So, yeah, shout out to him for that one. Um, few more ships, and then we'll go into the night. Uh, Pitsy's next. Yeah, home dynasty. This is some crazy scoring. And also, he oh, that's the one I was telling you about. That's yeah, the one I was right. telling you about. Oh, right. Yeah, because he shared this in the chat. I didn't realise this was... Um, I didn't realise you were in this league. Yeah, so this is this is wild, right? But yeah, as you say. Um, so, point four of a point, and he had one point more than uh, Hammerbarn. I love Blue. Yeah. Like, happy days. Uh, yeah, shout out, Pitsy. So, yeah, we've already talked about your league, and then here we go. It's it's up here. He overcame C.D. Lamb, which is... Uh, no, movie, and Jane Reed. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so he would have hated. Oh, wow. So really, because Jordan Love got benched for that final drive. So if Jordan Love throws one more pass to Jane Reed on the last drive, Hammerbarn wins it. Oh, mm -hmm. brutal. 
brutal. Yeah. Steelers D. Yuck. Uh, Shout out, Pity. Ship time. Uh, Celebrate that ship with pride. Is there a prize for winning that ship? It's a money league, yeah. So um, Ah. it's £5 buy-in. Third place gets your fiver back and then first and second split the money somehow or other. I don't know. I've never made it to the money, so I just pay my money and, and watch it go. He also won, <laughs> shout out to Pity again, he's got another one here, his home redraft league. This is brutal. He absolutely smashed it. Look, look how many points over-projected he scored. <laughs> that's ludicrous. I would like to tell you now, Murph, that that's Pitsy's home league, which is 13 years old, and that is the first time Pitsy's won it. Hey, Kyron Williams, that's quite <laughs> so far over. Buy that man a ship. It's coming home to the harbour. Well played, Pitsy. That is uh, legendary stuff there. Um, got a few more. Got one from across the pond. Uh, my guy, Zach, um, friend of the show. Um, one of the nicest guys, Jeremy. He does a podcast. I went on it a while ago. Um, I, I love Zach's pieces. He's genuinely like one of the happy, most like positive people. I think he works at Disney. Um, yeah, legendary bloke uh, at FF. Uh, Chalupa Batman uh, in homage to the league. So make sure you uh, tune in and give him a follow. He's a great bloke. Uh, 10 team, half point PPR, half point first down. Kyler, Brees, Bijan, DK Metcalf, CD Lamb, CD Lamb, David Njuku, Hubbard, and Jalen Warren all bringing home the ship for Zach. Happy days, man. Enjoy that ship. Uh, got two more. One is for this is paying homage to our guy Paul. Paul was the last man, last UK man standing in the Scott Fish Bowl. I think he finished around somewhere between 20 and 30th, I believe. I could be wrong, uh, but he did a phenomenal show to finish in the top 30 ish of the Scott Fish Bowl of 3,350 odd players is just loopy, like phenomenal effort. Uh, to get that far. So shout out to Paul last, uh, so second last UK player standing. I think um, there was another guy from fantasy game day. who was in it. So apologies. I might've got that one wrong. Uh, but anyway, um, he said, this is the most interesting one due to all the fatalities from big names. Uh, Jaden Reed saved the day, needed 15, got 26 on Sunday night football. Flacco. Yeah. Shout out Flacco. Nice to see a championship with Joe Flacco in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Resort, Jerome Ford, Alave Smith, Ridley, Kelsey, Eckler, Reed, Lamar Jackson, and Jamal Chase. So, yeah, solid title win. That sounds like it was a barn burner then because he's had Lamar Jackson and um, Ford and Flacco in there. So, he didn't – yeah, so the fact he needed Reed to get over the line – look at Austin Eckler, by the way. Austin Eckler uh-huh. might be one of the great fantasy busts of all time this season. Absolutely awful. Um, I have one more. Um, I've just got to find it. Um, <laughs> well, no, because it's not on. It's not on the uh, Elon Musk machine. It's on um, Sleeper, and Sleeper's desktop is hard to navigate. Atrocious. It's not great. Um, oh man. Okay, I can zoom in. That's fine. Uh, this is going to be, this might be really small, but I'm going to give it a go. <laughs> uh, it's, I, there's two reasons I'm going to give this a go. One, because he's a really good bloke in Ryan. And two, because I give him a lot of crap through the year. Um, so I want to feel like I'm like paying it back a little bit. 
Um, I might need to zoom this in a little bit. Uh, right. Can I scroll? It's not even going to let me scroll across, is it? No. No. I love Sleeper. It's so great. <laughs> right. That's the best it's going to be. I'll read it out. Joe Flacco. He says, uh, show Flacco leading him to a ship. Uh, Jerome Ford, Christian McCaffrey, Nico Collins, Mike Evans, Isaiah Likely, T. Higgins, Jake Elliott, the Seattle Seahawks D. It's also some IDP in here, which is nice to see. Uh, Sam Howard, Brian Burns, Alex Anzalone, Drew Greenlaw, Derwin James, and Nick Bolton. On the bench, he had some amazing quarterbacks such as Russell Wilson and Sam Howe. Brian Robinson, Calvin Ridley, Courtland Sutton, who missed week 17. Jamal Chase, uh, Gerald Everett, Frankie Luvu, and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. So, yeah, solid. He's also got Anthony Richardson on his taxi squad and Tank Dell on his taxi squad. So he looks well stocked in that dynasty league for next year, for sure. Um, I think that's going to do it. There are a lot of ships to have been won. Uh, Good to see a lot of our listeners um, do a great job and win plenty of ships. Nice to see those harbors nice and full. Um, We go again, right? We go again for 2024. Um, I guess the last thing I'll mention is uh, Dynasty Leagues. Um, There's a lot of, like people that leave dynasty leagues and feel really bad for leaving dynasty leagues. Here's what I'd say. Don't feel bad about leaving a dynasty league. Just do it early and like do it politely. Yep. (laughs) That's the kind, the worst thing about commissioning dynasty leagues is when people don't get back to you and then leave like really late on. Like I had people come to me this week. I'm really sorry. I've got too many leagues. I'm going to leave. I was like, it's fine. I, I don't need an excuse. Like if you're leaving, that's cool. I just would like people to know. And like, awesome. You're telling me now, like, yeah, whatever your reason, you've got too many leagues. I don't need an excuse. Like if you're leaving, you're leaving. It's fine. Um, all four people leaving jam one, jam two, jam three, jam four, jam five. Perfect. You've got plenty of time to bring somebody in, roll that league over. No hard feelings. Life is good. It's when people leave in like March, April, and you're not giving the the new owner a chance to come in and like do deals. So like now, yeah. a new owner, you can find a new owner. New owner comes into the league, they can get to know everyone, start to get involved in a bit of chat, and then can start to wheel and deal. And they got a bit of time to shape that team as they want it to, which is I think like the key, right? It's what you want. Yeah. <clears throat> what you want to do. What you don't want is that, that lateness. So never feel bad for leaving a dynasty league. Just leave now. <clears throat> if you're on the <laughs> fence, that's fine. Just be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I'm, I mean, like I've got one, luckily. So on my dynasty leagues, all my dynasty leagues, except one are rolled over. The one that isn't is waiting on one person. <laughs> so I'm almost done on the dynasty side. And then redraft's a bit different, right? If it's redraft, they've got a couple of people that are kind of waiting. Do I want to be in next year? I don't know if I can give the league that much time. It's like, yeah, that's cool. Look, we'll give you give it a bit of time. See how you get getting into dynasty season. You have a better feel for it. But at least then you know. But if you want to be out, be out. It's fine. I guess the thing is, I'd say it's people is 
don't feel bad for leaving. Your commissioners won't feel bad for you leaving. Just give them the notice and courtesy that yeah. they deserve. Don't ghost them. Don't make them feel crap. Um, don't make them chase you. That's 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 where commissioners will have a problem. Like it's just yeah. crap when you're having to chase someone to roll over a league. Like everyone's waiting on you. What what are you doing? Um, and then on payouts, get those prizes paid. That's the it's getting paid out. It's nothing worse than having competitions and having leagues where the prizes aren't paid out. Um, yeah. Stuff like our list of leagues that takes a bit of time. We've got to get all the details. Then we've got order, and we're waiting on suppliers, and then we've got a ship, and there's national shipping, and it does take a while. But at least we get started on that process early. Um, but in all the leagues I'm running. I can safely say that about 95% of the prizes are in flight. So what I mean by that is they're either ordered or we've collated the information to get the ordering process started. Yeah. Um, and like, or that's, that's kind of what you got to do. Um, mm-hmm. I just think, yeah, if it's money, get that paid out. If it's prizes, cool, get them ordered, get them sorted out. In fact, one of the only prizes is, is like I mentioned, with the Jersey League, with Martin, uh, he's going to wait until what happens with the Super Bowl, but he knows I'll pay out because I paid him out of Jersey last year for winning the Elimination League. There you go. So, um, yeah, just get them paid out, get your prizes done, get your Dynasty Leagues rolled over into 2024 as soon as possible. Best advice I can give you. There you go, Rush Nation. That's it for week 18. If you are playing, I said that's it for week 18. Hasn't actually happened. That's it for our preview of week 18. If you are playing week 18, like Murph is, wish you the best of luck, you absolute degenerates. And um, I guess we'll see you once the harbours are completely stocked next week when the tide is out and all the work will begin on the dry docking of next year's ships. So, Rush Nation, until next week when Murph and I will be back, As always, don't forget, keep rushing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 